0: This show contains movie spoilers and swearing. Welcome back to another episode of Bite Size Cinema. I'm your host RJ McCready and for this episode we're going to take you back to 1989 to visit the, I guess you could say cult movie now with Patrick Swayze and that is Roadhouse. And joining me today for the show is Gary Hill who actually recommended this movie today. So Gary, welcome to Bite Size Cinema.
1: Yeah, boy did I man. I'm I'm glad to be here to talk about this with you.
0: It's always good to have you here Gary. So, um... Before we get into this movie, Gary, what have you been up to? What you've been watching?
1: Oh, I've been gearing up for for Duncan oh, yeah. summer series, and this is a popular thing because there's, there's so many of our colleagues that are into that, and I dropped myself out of here to, to, to this year because I I was overwhelmed with, with new projects taking off and trying to get those done and prepped and ready to go, and and uh yeah, that that's so. I've been I've been watching 2012 horror films, so the, the, there's been some decent ones in there, and some some artsy ones, uh, uh, a lot of ones for the first time for me.
0: Ooh. So
1: there's that, including the Battery Watch, which I watched today it was a good, really good film.
0: I'm just trying to think of uh, 2012 it wasn't that long ago, but I'm just trying to think of some horror movies from that time now. So I'm actually scratching my head with that one.
1: Now. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I watched the Maniac remake today too, which I'm. People are a fan of, and they should be. But there, there's Elijah Wood. To me, will never be a replacement for the sweaty st- He just looks like he he stanks of, of sweat <laughs> and like desperation. Mister Joe Spinell. No, nobody does it better, sir. You know, for rest your soul in heaven or something. You know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a cult movie. That is. Um, it's like sort of when they remade uh, the Hitcher, wasn't it? um with sean bean he's he's from up yeah. north in this country but not nobody can do it better than rookie Hewer in that movie man that just it just seems like he just wants to kill you doesn't he <laughs>
1: yeah oh yeah and and like it's like so natural too he's like yeah you, <laughs> i'm gonna kill you it's just it's like, a- very very natural
0: it's almost like the director in that movie back in the day said, Rutger, we don't actually want you to kill this guy. <laughs> okay, that's fine.
1: <laughs> I'll hold back. <laughs> but dude, I, I I literally want to eat some fingers in the dining room.
0: Oh, yeah. Real, real
1: fingers. Yeah, that's a movie. Because Rutger says so, you know. <laughs>
0: oh, that's one I might have to cover one day, actually. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, the chip. i never eat chips again in the same night. <laughs> I think if you're a fan of that movie, you just kind of go, oh, yeah. Portion of chips with some uh, ketchup,
1: you know. That girl, d- drawn and quartered. Okay, not not like. Let's not say. Let's maybe do it. I mean, do it for real. Mm. Drawn and quartered between two trucks. Come on now, yeah. just do it, man.
2: man.
0: <laughs> uh, have you seen Psycho Gorman yet, Gary?
1: <laughs> I'm not a fan of of the PG like other folks are. I, I like it, okay. I like it for what it is. But there's only so far I can take those children, or what would I want to murder them? Mm-hmm. Especially the little little girl, and um, the the children were similar in the Shyamalan movie, The Visit. But at least at one point in time, the little freestyling hip hop boy got a dirty diaper in his face, and we, we all laughed at that, right? It yeah, was pretty I,
0: funny. I, funny enough, The Visit. I watched that because that's my uh, my daughter's favorite movie. Who's now sixteen years old. I think she watched nice. it when she was fourteen. She loves it, and we watched it the other day because I, I haven't seen her for a long time since you know with lockdown and everything. And she said, "Dad, I just want to watch the visit with you." I'm like, "Okay, let's watch it." <laughs> and I forgot about that diaper scene.
1: Oh, <laughs> was like, oh, that's so fucking hilarious! Funny. <laughs> He's
0: like, "I can't move. I'm paralyzed. I'm just stood there." I'm sure if someone was chucking a diaper in my face, I wouldn't be paralysed.
1: <laughs> I, I, I have a question for you. Have you have you secured your RJ McCready action figure yet? the the, the, the um the the NECA one.
0: Well, uh, very, very kindly from the grandson who actually wrote the book, which is uh, a little shout out to John Campbell Hammond. who's treated me to an RJ McCready figure because we're. Got this lovely Outpost 31 page where people gift stuff, and he's gifted me a figure, so it's on its way. So, yes,
1: amazing! I'm, I'm glad you're getting one because it's a nice, I've been looking for one, it's a nice looking toy.
0: It is, yeah. Um, throwing that back to you, Gary. Uh, are you have you been able to get back to your horror conventions because I know that you love collections and autographs and all that sort of stuff?
1: I went to one some months back. Um, they got they got one of them happening for sure. Um, end of August, um, I mean beginning of August and end end of July. So if you're you're in the Chicago land area, you wanna come have a pint at Flashback Weekend? Uh, I'll uh, I'll gladly oblige you. Uh, we'll hang out together. You know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just a few thousand miles away there, Gary. But um, yeah, yes, no, yes worrying. you
1: are. Yes you are.
0: Um. Another question I've got to ask you this one because um, I spoke to Bob Ranzel about this on the last episode and uh, Army of the Dead, man.
1: (laughs) I don't, I don't like it like other people like it. Mm. I mean, it's it's a lot of flash. I mean, I'll I'll give you that, but you know, in in film, there's a thing called editing. I mean, it's it's as campy as the film we're going to talk about. Mm. You know. It is, you know, somebody took time to edit certain parts out of the movie. And I think that he had a real problem with editing for this movie. Because it, it, for a two and a half hour zombie picture, it really dragged for me. And I don't know what it is. It shouldn't have dragged like that, though.
0: Yeah, it should have had at least 90 minutes. Everybody said around about 90 minutes. And that would have worked just fine. Nice, nice quick edit. Um... In fact, when I watched the film, I, I when I got to the end of it, and there were bits I liked. I loved Tig Notaro in it. I thought she stole the show for a time on screen. Um, Very good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess I'm your helicopter guy. You know, what I mean, it's just hilarious.
1: From from our stand, she she filmed those scenes in like her backyard or something. Yeah. She was some kind of replacement person, like last minute. <laughs> so he said, "You know what? Give me a green screen. I'll film those scenes in my backyard." or something and she, she ended up killed it, it man she it was did. good
0: yeah so she did a great job um, but I actually thought that the beginning bit when they actually have the outbreak sorry for any spoilers if anybody hasn't seen it I actually it's thought that like, would have
1: just, just tell them what happened
0: yeah bye. might as well you've got two and a half hours to try and get through it anyway so <laughs> <laughs> um, that bit at the beginning when you had the initial outbreak and you had these characters fighting their way out I thought actually that would have made a better movie um, just, just my own personal opinion, but there you go. These, these movies are dropping right. out.
1: I, um, I knew it got real lazy at the point where the, um, I forget the, the guy's name. He's the guy with the the handheld saw as the weapon. Hmm. You know, c- c- comes out of the dirty supposedly dead, and he, but he's not dead. And the cranberry zombie is playing. Hmm. which has nothing to do with actual zombies. If you can take two seconds of research to, to look into it a little bit, yeah. you know, I was like, well, I played that there, you know, <laughs> that's oh. talks about actual, I talking about actual death and tragedy, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. The other thing I was going to say to you as well, um, really enjoyed your invasion of the body snatchers episode. That you did.
1: Um, I'm glad you liked it, man. Those are, those are two solid films.
0: Uh, yes. Yeah, so I, I listened to that episode and, I was just going, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, I agree on that, and oh, I didn't know that, but yeah, scared the living shit out of me as a kid for a guy that thought, oh, there's uh, Leonard Nimoy from Star Trek, and there's Donald Sutherland from um, the film we talked about, which was Kelly's Heroes, and you know, Am- Americans always save the day, not in this movie. <laughs> no, in
2: that
0: movie, no, there's nothing,
1: nothing to sure about. <laughs> no. So um,
0: yeah, no, great job, man. So I thought I'd give you a shout out for your show, which we'll get into. We'll, we'll get, I'll get you to talk about that at the end of the uh, episode. So should we get into this then, Gary? Um,
1: should we go to that, yeah, that good old bar? Let's, let's, let's do this, meh. Okay, as I'll say about that one, man. You know, <laughs> let's let's go to that bar in Missouri <laughs>
0: and uh, let's talk about Roadhouse, and we'll play you guys a trailer.
2: Patrick Swayze is dog i thought you'd be bigger opinions vary when he's around anything can happen how's a guy like you end up a boxer just lucky i guess and usually does if somebody gets in your face i want you to be nice don't be rude ask him to walk but be nice help this gentleman to the door until it's time to not be nice so says the fighting philosopher. He may be hard to handle. I Keep talking, you're gonna go off thinking I'm a nice guy. I know you're not a nice guy. But he's easy to like. What's the matter, Dalton? Don't you like women? The worst I ever had was wonderful. He's not what you'd expect. I thought you'd be bigger. <laughs> but there's one thing you can count on. He's the best friend a good time ever had. <laughs> are you guys tired I'll go get all sleep I need and I'm dead this is my time. I'm not afraid of him I guess you'll be having that fire sale now alright <laughs> you got your hands full kid I just think I'm looking at a dead man <laughs> Patrick Swayze For that line of work I thought you'd be bigger Gee, I've never heard that before. Roadhouse.
0: And welcome back, guys. So the synopsis this film is A Tough Bouncer is Hired to Tame a Dirty Bar. That's the short synopsis this film. It's an action thriller. Come out in 1989. It's got 114-minute runtime. And it stars Patrick Swayze, Kelly Lynch and Sam Elliott. And there are actors in this movie, which we'll talk about in a minute. So, um, Gary, Roadhouse. This was a film that you chose... To so say, can I talk about this movie on <laughs> bite-sized cinema? So, what is it that you like about this film, Gary?
1: Well, I got to go to the man himself, uh, Patrick Swayze, who's the guy who's always been in my life. You know whether I wanted to be or not wanted to be because my sister, she would watch Dirty Dancing on a loop in my house when I was younger. We're, we're three years apart, so you know you, you know have your older sister. You know that is yeah. Uh, you, yeah. You're watching what she's watching because she's bigger than you and she could probably beat you up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. So I, I watched uh I watched old Johnny Castle there dance his way into you know our hearts and, and minds and you know be, be a badass in that movie. I guess, yeah. But they you discover there's other good there's other Patrick Swayze films that, that you may enjoy. And then you run into like stuff like Next of Kin. Yep. And you run into stuff like this and and Red Dawn, of course, and The Outsiders. See much better Patrick Swayze fare. Who be watching the Dirty Dancing people? You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Yeah, uh, but um, yeah. I just I, I you go into this and like immediately. I mean, he's who you want to be. I mean, he's he's beating people up. He's he's good looking. Yeah, he's got not not, not quite a mullet, you know, not quite uh, something else, and he's getting cut, and he he doesn't care. Like a, like, a, like a look on his face and you know you're into him right away this this is the guy you want to be that's, that's like the base of Roadhouse but then you get other guys in the film like that's the guy you want to be that's the problem I wanted to have Dan Bone in here with us and if you listen to Dan Bowen I'm sorry and, and congratulations on the baby sir by the way yeah absolutely I'm very... yeah 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 congratulations Dan Fair. I forgot to mention that actually yeah uh, very excited for Legion, you brother. but awesome. uh, if you got three guys on a Roadhouse show you're gonna have two guys fighting over who's gonna be Dalton, who's gonna be uh, our our next favorite guy, Mister Mister Wade Garrett, uh, played by Sam Elliott. So you need you need have a two guy crew on a Roadhouse Review, I think. Carol, people will be upset. Odd,
0: actually, <laughs> odd actually, be Wade Garrett because he he just oozes cool, doesn't he, Sam Elliott? Um, yeah, man. And he actually nudged the memory for me yesterday when I watched this. Was a film that you're just you're probably aware of, Garrett's a blue jean cop which probably came out around about this time with uh
1: called it's called shakedown states with uh mr peter Ah, weller
0: right okay yeah and um yeah he he just oozes cool whatever he does he he also he was also in the mask as well wasn't he with um or mask
1: which Uh, would be the first time i've seen him you know him riding into that motorcycle he felt like gar was like the coolest thing in the world yeah He's got that who wants to who wants a mustache ride T-shirt on, and you know somebody's gonna want one for sure as soon as he pulls up. You know, He's, yeah, he just makes me want to grow my hair long,
0: get a beard, and actually just dye my hair gray. Not that it isn't going gray, but you know, what I mean, just gray, gray a little bit more.
1: See, he is he is the blueprint though, because if if I could grow a decent push through mustache, which I yeah. cannot, mm-hmm. it's, it's very thin out there. <laughs> I would shave my whole beard off, man. Because yeah. let me tell you, if you get a good push broom going on like Sam Elliott, which is has stayed st- even today, stayed yeah. even today. Yeah. you know, it's it's a banger, man. You yeah.
0: know, no, he's still he's still a badass today, He just oozes cool, and like I say, he's um he's almost he is the mentor, isn't he, for the Dalton character in this movie. Um, and you know it's almost like Patrick Swayze I was watching this thinking it's almost like a sort of foreshadow of what we're going to get in the 90s with someone I'm just going to say someone like Jean-Claude Van Damme I could have seen this type of movie with him in it just going on the films that you see with Van Damme in the 90s if you know what I mean just uh...
1: yeah yeah but without the splits and the the, the non-acting you know (laughs) It's a,
0: it, you know what I'm I, I, saying. I, I, love, I, I
1: love I love Van Damme, but I can't compare the two as far as, far as like you know God given ability to do most things I mean if you looked at if you look at Patrick Swayze in his life and if you haven't seen a documentary called I Am Patrick Swayze and you're a fan I, yeah. I recommend you watch it you know you classically trained dancer you know uh like a horse. Like a, I don't know, I explain like a, a guy who's an expert at horses, but he's like a, a like a horse master in a way. Yeah. I'd um,
0: say a rainbow. Martial
1: artist. It. Yeah. Martial artist. He's all, all over the board, you know. He's a guy you want to be. And, um, but you're a pretty good guy, too, for, for, from people. And, yeah. um,
0: and, he, and he was doing very well at this time as well, like you say. I mean, I actually like Dirty Dancing. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I grew up with that film. And I particularly liked Patrick Swayze in that film uh, for the role that he portrays. Also, really liked him in Ghost as well, because um, I went Ghost? to the cinema to watch it. is
1: movie. a it's a it's a it's a blind spot for me. I've never seen it before. Really, no way. It's, it's, it's just it was on all the time. Yeah, and I never actually said watched it. You know? Really like that movie
0: really like that film so that's where I associate Patrick Swayze and then you said the other movie I think he was in another film called Still Dawn wasn't it it's kind of like a Mad Max type movie as well
1: <laughs> yeah Still Dawn was like a Mad Max film I, I forget that he was in that but yeah, yeah he was in that and uh, my mom my mom's favourite was Tu Wong Fu she'd watch Tu Wong Fu constantly and that, um, that was the role that he fought for to get and he beat out Rob Lowe for it and his friend Rob Lowe and it, it, it's a it's a role, and my mother loves it. I know a lot of folks who love that movie, though, so she's not the only one. That's the one with
0: uh, Wesley Snipes, isn't it? Was that Wesley Snipes yeah. in the movie as well? Yeah, that's right. I thought he was in that. Yeah, that's it. That's, it. that's I was thinking of. And not to forget, this came out in 1989 um, with lots of other films, such as The Last Crusade, Bill and Ted, Back to the Future 2, Ghostbusters 2, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Batman, Uncle Buck, Leviathan, Turn and Hooch, and Tango and Cash. Um, and it still managed to do very well. At the box office and on home cinema, so it 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 was a hit. Well, not a massive hit, but it's still still there. Okay. And also to mention, it was directed by Rowdy Herrington. Joel Silver was attached to the project. Uh, Rowdy Herrington did a little movie called Striking Distance with uh, Bruce Willis. Um, Decent. Yep. Um, and there's another little bit of trivia here that uh, Patrick Swayze actually turned down a part in Predator 2 to do this movie I don't know what part he was going to do in Predator 2 but he turned it down and he did this film I'm curious now
1: see Um, I'm curious if it was the Danny Danny Glover part now I'm curious
0: do you think so? oh I don't know, I could only really see Danny Glover in that movie I don't know, I'm not sure if I could see Swayze do it interesting interesting concept (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, it'd be strange for me, too, to see it. Well, you know, ever since, you know, you've seen it, you've seen it multiple times. Which you, on any good day, I, I, I have more fun watching one of the... It's hard to pick. I think they're just, I think they're just as good as each other. But, yeah, Danny Glover in, in that role, uh, I couldn't see anybody missing him. But you never can tell what a script was like before it reached Danny Glover's hands. It could have been totally different.
0: Yeah. Um... Did you notice the "From Dust Till Dawn" reference in this film as well?
1: Oh, what was it? I don't even know, man. I, I'm not. I'm not surprised. I just, you know. Well, the whole setup itself. I was. I was watching it. Also,
0: I haven't seen it for a long time, and I thought the actual bar itself at the beginner, I thought oh, it just reminds me of the T Twister. And then there was the. Well, yeah. um, I think it was like a Mexican Latino type guy playing in the on in uh, the guitar. And I thought, yeah, just... one of those
1: guys, um, Tito or Tarantula—I forget which one it was. They're in that band at the beginning. Yeah, called the, called the Cruzados, and uh, I, I got to mention Steve Vaughn shows up too in that in, in that opening scene, which is which is awesome awesome in your movie as it is. You know,
0: <laughs> same guys. They're the same group from from Dust till dawn or they go to do from dusk dawn later on so i thought oh, there it goes good night everybody and fuck you too boom yes indeed <laughs> i think i would have liked to have seen that in this film as well back then <laughs> and
1: right right through the right through the chicken wire right yeah, yeah. That's, oh yeah the chicken wire
0: um you also got a you might know this guy more than i do uh what was his name uh, he's a blind guitarist. Um,
1: yeah, Jeff, Jeff Healy, you Jeff know, Healy, that's it, yeah. we, we can go on stories all day long about characters and people in this movie, but, but he went blind when he went, when pretty much right after he was born, I think it was, it was like one year old or something. And at three years old, he, he kind of picked up, you know, not, did pick up a guitar himself, but he started to learn how to play at three years old as, as a blind kid. Yeah. And, you know, the rest is history. He was discovered by Stevie Ray Vaughan, you know, played with, with world-renowned guitarists all over the world. I mean, look look up his career and you'll you be impressed by, by our, our blind white boy uh, in, in this movie, as, as Dalton lovingly calls him, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, I, I didn't actually know he was blind. I thought he was just a yeah. doctor, playing a blind guy. just didn't realize until... Um...
1: The no, blind of real life for, for well he's, dead. he's passed away now but you know he played played blind for a long time professionally
0: and there's a kickboxing champion that helped uh, uh, Patrick Swayze out called Benny the Jet I I don't know if that's familiar with you Gary I know you into all your, well I know you into wrestling I don't know about your martial arts and stuff but I, I've, I I've probably
1: th- seen him play, places you know and probably different random things but I, I don't know him by name yeah, I, I could definitely see it though
0: yeah um, the other, the other thing as well I mean I, I could also see I know I mentioned Van Dam. <laughs> I could also see Chuck Norris mm-hmm. in this movie as well um, possibly oh. as as Wade Garrett or something like that you know what I mean or, uh, not that I'm taking anything away from Sam Elliott but you know when you watch stuff and you think oh just think of an ultimate who else could have been in this movie stuff like that
1: yeah yeah I mean I could see that too But as far as that goes but I I, Chuck Norris's acting only goes so far. He has like one mode, like I'm arrogant and I'm gonna kick you in the face. You know, (laughs) that's 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 the one Chuck Norris mode. And I think um, Swayze and and, and Sam Elliott show many different modes of this movie, especially Swayze.
2: Yeah,
1: and when stuff when stuffs to happen, and we haven't talked about our build yet. You know, which is um. Mr. Garrett, Mr. Garrett, who plays uh, played by Ben Gazzara, who if you haven't seen Ben Gazzara in something, um, you should seek it out because he's one of those classic, you know, t- tough guy, bad guy actors uh, that you should be checking out his older stuff too, as well as as well as Roadhouse because he plays he pl- he plays uh he plays him pretty pretty nasty in this movie our our villain.
0: Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um... It- it it kind of the actual film I mean the film has got a basic plot hasn't it really of um, Dalton getting hired he's a bouncer or a caller uh, from New York who's got to go to the Double Deuce um, which has been taken over in Missouri and um, when I watched it I thought it's kind of got a plot line which would be worthy of an A-Team episode yeah kind of you've you've got the Small town bar guy who's being overrun by this guy, pretty much owns a whole town, doesn't he? He owns the police, he's got his hand in all the pies. And, um, yeah, I just thought this is like 18 material. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) We're gonna just imagine him turning up. Um, That's
1: that's Brad Brad Wesley. And I'm sorry, I I should know the name of the bad guy, but that's, that's that's our bad guy in this movie, Brad
0: Wesley. That's it, yeah, that's the guy. Um, Again, I, I just kept on seeing other actors in this as well. I could see, uh, was it? Um, uh, who's the guy? who's it? was Khan in the Rafa Khan?
1: Uh, R- Ricardo Montalban.
0: Ricardo Montalban. He was kind of oozing a bit of that as well. You know, I just saw. I was just picking yeah. up on that. So, sorry, people, I'm just kind of just going into this R.J. Jamie alternate universe. We watch these films, especially with this like one. What?
1: What? what if it was Ricardo Montalban in that role? Come on. <laughs> yeah. People. What if it it, is... it, he he did have kind of the same swagger though, as yeah. far as the Ricardo Montalban goes?
0: Yeah, Maybe, well, I don't know. Maybe you could have had uh, William Shatner as the Dalton character. But there you
1: go. No, that's oh, don't universe. don't even you do a lot of rolls and flips, and you know that's about all you're gonna get out of Shatner. <laughs> so. You imagine? I'm that? I'm, gr- I'm grateful that didn't happen.
0: <laughs> I need to call it. Uh, Wade Garrett's played by Leonard Nimoy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> fucking him. No, Dalton. That's a like, that's a like...
0: large <laughs> oh, Um so yeah, so you got the basic setup of this movie, so uh, Dalton's hired isn't he to um basically try and turn this bar into something a little bit more decent than what it is and I liked the, the lines where it's like I thought you was bigger. Yeah, everywhere. Every time he turns up, and I just thought that just just seems like a sort of snake pliskin line, doesn't it? Oh, I thought you was taller.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is like the myth everybody knows who he is. That 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 when he comes in, they almost you know the people that know 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 who he is, and he could, you get yeah, I, I thought she'd be bigger, especially his friend, you know, the guitar player, <laughs> stuff like that. He's joking with him, of course, yeah, but um. <laughs> I love when he walks in some some people know who he is and other people don't know who he is and yeah. other folks don't care and Terry funk is there you know if you want to talk about wrestling Terry funk had a stint in the 80s where he played he played he played an acting role in things and he says such lines in this film and that's uh, that contain um I heard you have balls that could fill a dump truck which means that Dalton's balls are so full that he can ejaculate it and fill a dump truck. You know, it's just uh, masculine lines like that. And Terry Funk is a treasury hard, hard, hardcore legend. People, look him up. You know,
0: <laughs> I didn't know he was a wrestler actually. Um, cause...
1: oh yes, yes, very, very big wrestler as far as like uh, like the barbed wire matches and stuff like that goes.
0: You know? right, okay. <laughs> Oh, dear. So he's actually part of the corrupt employees, isn't he? So he's the first one that Dalton says, right, out the door, out the door. This doesn't go down too well with uh, Brad Wesley. And then he gets into a fight, doesn't he? I think it's the first time that you see Dalton now, isn't it? He he shows off his sort of... He does all this sort of mixed martial arts, doesn't he? And he gets slashed where he needs to go to the hospital and obviously it meets the beautiful Liz Clay, Dr. Liz Clay <laughs> in this film
1: and she is, yes yeah. she is
0: she kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, Barbara Crampton out of From Beyond, you know when she's kind of got the glasses and the tie back hair where you sort of see her as the sort of professional type
1: she, she looks a lot like her too, you know, and like the, about the same era. Yeah, I, I I noticed this too. As far as like even like facial features, she looks a lot like Barbara Crampton.
0: Yeah, that's what I was picking up on. I just felt, oh, there we go. There's an RJ alternative going in there. Could have been Barbara Crampton. I would have liked that just as much. Yes, I would have. <laughs> the beautiful Barbara Crampton. Um, so yeah, so you got your, um, so you got your love story here as well, which they've thrown in there. Um, I thought and then I noticed that Keith David was in this movie as well which I thought was quite underused in this film
1: he was supposed to have a much bigger part in the movie um, as far as like um, the, the way he's introduced in the film as you know as the, bar, as the bartender the new bartender Double Deuce and, but he's supposed to be introduced in a different way to where some, somebody's giving him some stack he's a regular patron at the, at the, at the club and Dalton steps in to help him out and that's how they become friends. And he becomes the bartender. But that that story was never seen on screen as, as one of those things that's edited out of the movie. You know, because they. I think the original runtime was like over two hours. So he was forced by the studio to cut out certain things. Right. See, okay. that's called that's called editing, people. Nobody forced Zack Snyder to edit that movie. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think when you think about editing, I think Zack Snyder will always be brought up, won't he? Now. <laughs> Although, what I would say didn't just on a bit of a segue here didn't Zack Snyder direct the three hundred with Gerard Butler?
1: Yeah, the three hundred. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of films that he made that I can I sit through every once in a while.
0: I thought he did all right with that. I thought that was probably just. Oh yeah, it's, it's okay good with the time. But it's, yeah.
1: it's much better, much better on the the big screen that I think I watching at home for me though. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I really enjoyed that film. But um, yeah, so. Yeah, Keith David turns up, um, I only f- heard him say 1-9 and he obviously comes out and says obviously we've got a liquor problem, so the yeah. liquor is being withheld, which kind of causes this war between uh, Brad, Brad Wesley and, I think his name's Tillman, isn't it, the uh, bar owner? Um, so yeah,
1: they, played, played by Kevin Tagy, who was um, a team... Sure, my mother watched uh, Call the Emergency. He was one half of uh, the emergency team on that show. So if you watched Emergency back in the day, you know what I'm talking about.
0: He's got a face that I recognised and I, I should have checked it. I should have looked him up on IMBD, actually. I, I thought I'd seen him in something else.
1: He is a that guy actor. He's done a ton of stuff.
0: Yeah. He's, he's probably even turned up on a couple of episodes of the Eighteen You know And I'm only probably. <laughs> Let me tell
1: you, I watched the first couple seasons of the Eighteen. You'd be surprised who shows up on that show. It's it's kind of insane for genre actors.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Old um, Captain Spalding turns up on that as well, doesn't he? I think he's on the first episode, isn't it, or something? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You do actually. <laughs> it's a, it's a ticky box of who's who on there now. Um, so yeah, you get um, you now got this war, haven't you? Um, and you get a few explosions. Then you have um, there's a character called Red who's got like a car business or something like that, and his store gets gets blown up. And there's a
1: you can you can tell you, you can tell these people are old fashioned too because you know newsflash, you who know, haven't seen Roadhouse, Brad West is a piece of garbage. He wants to buy up all the land of the town, which makes us kind of like a western if you watch any Western, there's always that, that, that land, that land snatcher who wants to buy up land for whatever reason, you know, c- cattle ranching, you know, railroad progression, whatever. Brad Wesley is, is your heavy who on who wants to buy up all this land. And Dalton is like your protagonist, the guy that rides into the stranger that rides into town to say, I'm going to, I'm going to clean up stuff of whether you want to or not. And, so I never wa- realized so this time around that Roadhouse is a western. Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's a western. It's also um, probably like an old samurai movie as well. Because um, mm-hmm. after talking about but, that with Bo Ransel last week, I think we, was, we went into that. He said that most of these films are based on, like what you just said, either a western or a samurai movie where they come in and they help out and then the locals have to I uh, know. Oh Court Sipes. He brought it up when we spoke about Streets of Fire. Um, oh yeah, Jim Bolo or something like that. He said, you know, it's like an old samurai movie where he has to, you know, have to go and rescue someone, a princess or something like that. And you have got the bad guy. So yeah, the premise is there, isn't it? For
1: sure. You hear a lot of stuff that like folks don't talk about anymore, especially his reasoning, you know, for blowing up Red's Red's place. Uh, he calls him, a, I forget the exact line, but like a no good. A piece of shit draft dodging son of a bitch or something like that. Now, uh, draft dodging, it, it, for, you, for you youngins who don't know what that is, back in the day they had something called the draft in, in the army, and you, which you got a letter and you were forced to go serve your country. You know, it's volunteer now, but draft dodging meant, like, in my, my mother had a neighbor that did this, went, fleed to Canada so you didn't have to go to Vietnam. And ah, well, okay. so that so that's that's what he's basically accusing him of of draft dodging I just thought that was a very old-fashioned thing to say. Yeah. And just to prove the how their history together and that's one of the big parts of the movie that they, they all have history together and usually surrounds it's usually surrounded by Brad Wesley who's this guy who who's this asshole who came up and kept coming up kept coming and kept coming up until the point where he basically owns this town. Mm. I guess like it's, it's like a western he's like he's like the all powerful land baron who does who looks over things and he owns what he owns but he basically owns everybody in the town yeah. in some way shape or form
0: yeah a bit like um the movie Unforgiven as well wasn't it with Clint Eastwood mm-hmm. and kind of like Gene Hackman's character isn't he he's kind of like the bad guy who kind of owns everything um but um you also get now because every time wait uh Wesley, Brad Wesley pisses somebody off. Uh, Dalton then gets an ally, doesn't he? Because you get the guy who owns the car showroom now, doesn't he? <laughs> you
1: get this massive yeah.
0: monster truck that turns up. Um,
1: the- that, that is that is that is the monster truck. That is Bigfoot. And I, I got to say, as a kid, when Bigfoot showed up in something, it was kind of a big deal. Because, you know, there's a lot of monster trucks now you have, like, Gravedigger and stuff like that, but Bigfoot was the big was the first like commercialized monster truck. That was oh, the one right. the kids all the kids all knew. And when Bigfoot showed up in this, and I was like 11 years old watching it, it was kind of a game changer. All I'll say about that one.
0: Yeah, I seem to remember there one being called the Midnight Pumpkin. Um, mm-hmm. That was one that you could buy as a radio controlled car back in, I want to say the 80s as a kid. So it kind of reminded me of that from this side of the pond as well. Um, but yeah like I say get, that's what I mean this film you kind of get your ten bucks worth don't you with some of these action sets don't you you, know, you now get the, like you say this monster truck driving over these cars and demolishing this guy's uh, car showroom um, so you've got that like I say that western set now where people were pissed off with him um, and then you get another explosion then you? you get the barn because Dalton gives a hundred dollar rent in a barn which is a nice little setup. but then that that gets blown up as well doesn't it and then you see one of uh, uh, Brad Wesley's kind of like right hand man in this isn't it? he does a little stunt throughout the movie doesn't he where it's like oh I'm really cool if I'm throwing around a, a queue isn't it and doing all this sort of martial arts stuff
1: oh <laughs> I should know this guy's name has the character name but yeah, Brad Wesley, you know, because he needs his own karate guy, he, he brings in a ringer who's always just kind of hanging around. Yeah, you know he's ba- you know he's badass. He's got a tooth hanger from that chain of his, so he's going to be kicking some ass. But um, yeah, you're right. He he's, he's spinning that pool cue around like nobody's business, and this is the guy that that blows up blows up the loft, and and um, of course Dalton breaks in and saves his, his landlord's day and and all that stuff, but he has to go. Do that thing that Dalton does. That's the myth, the mythical thing. There's so many mythical things about Dalton, but this is very true. To where he once ripped some guy's throat out. Hmm. So that you get a great epic fight by the water here, and then he rips that guy's throat out and throws him in the water. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> because 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 Wesley, come on, man. you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you get a cool nighttime <coughs> fire. But yeah, that
1: guy he kind of
0: his facial features. Funny, funny enough, he just he reminded me a little bit of the guy from maniac cop just a little bit just as he's he's got his facial sort of jaw features to him um mm-hmm. but i can't say i've seen him in anything else
1: but yeah so the, the way that guy's introduced by the way is he, he utters a line that says i used to f guys like you in prison like he's re- he really wants to get in there but possibly or maybe i don't know but you know. To, to each their own, but that's how this character is introduced, yeah. This know? is it,
0: and like you say, <laughs> that's a good point, Gary, because there's a lot of lines in this film as well, isn't there? So, I think Dalton comes out and goes, There's too many 40 year old az- adolescents around
1: here, and it's all that you, out. you know. I will agree with that wholeheartedly, even today, there's too many 40 year old az- adolescents <laughs> around here. <laughs> Us, uh, us being one of them, but we can be responsible adults too. You know? Yeah, but well, this is it. Yeah, so
0: I, I did. I did laugh when he when he said that quote, and he probably said that. I mean, that just went straight over my head when I watched this as a younger guy. But yeah, now I'm over forty myself, so I thought, okay, yeah, I get that.
1: <laughs> um, but he, he means the ones that he's got, he's got to go clean clean house with, though. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it's um, yeah. And There's some scenes in there, questionable scenes. <laughs>
0: I forgot to mention, it goes a little bit John Rambo in here as well, doesn't he? Because he, uh, when he gets stabbed, he can sew up it, or you know, he can he can heal his wounds, can't? He? And sort himself out, he can patch himself up, and um, he has no reaction to pain either, does he? You know, it's
1: well, he he is the cooler. He has to keep his cool, yeah. even possibly breaking an artery with getting stabbed
0: there <laughs> <laughs> oh, so now you get like you get this you know with all this chaos in between in the middle part of the movie um, you now got like a final showdown where Wade Garrett gets um, stabbed he gets killed uh, he gets found in the bar initially he thinks he's alive but he isn't and um, He's got that sort of typical knife, isn't it? As if it's like that who-done-it thing. There's a knife with a message on it, um, and you get that final showdown now. Uh, Brad Wesley's, and he's got a whole whole house full of um, uh, was it stuffed animals?
1: Yeah, like like stuffed stuff, stuff things he supposedly killed and, and stuffed and mounted,
0: which are. When I watched it, I just thought, "This is like every animal from all over the world." So where the hell was this guy gone and brought all this stuff back? Well, well, so,
1: but this... when, when you get in the final showdown, you see the weapons that he's using. He's got like African spears in the room. So this seems like a douchebag that went around the world and said, "You know what? I want to go kill an elephant for his tusks," and he probably did. Yeah.
0: And then the thing that makes me laugh now, I think you. have can't remember the name is because this big guy isn't it with the baseball cap he um,
1: yep. He's been he's been at lots of things too I just can't tell you the name of the actor he he's
0: It he made me laugh when he's like when that bear was it um, is leaning towards him and he's like he's got about five minutes to step out of the way quickly
1: if he needed to <laughs> he,
0: instead he's just like he's just shooting it isn't he like as if it's alive <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty comical that part for sure. <laughs> um, but, but then again, uh, all all of his supposed friends are getting murdered all around him by uh, our hero here, and, and rightfully so. That they're shooting at him, he should he needs that accordingly. So <laughs> the fact that this bear is not moving, <laughs> he may, he may think it's alive. Yeah, it's like, <laughs>
0: Ah, shoot, shoot, shoot! Bang, bang, bang! That's it. Yeah, it gets taken out.
1: It's like uh, I deserve this. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
0: oh, dear. and then um, yeah, so Dalton has his as his final moment here. Then he's aided by Tillman and everybody. Everybody else who uh, uh, Brad Wesley is pissed off in the town. And they turn up and they, I think they shoot him with his own with his own guns, didn't he? Like an elephant rifle or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he gets taken out. Uh, they take the guns away. Everybody, sort of. <laughs> it makes me laugh, really, because it's all this has happened. All this like carnage has happened, and the cops turn up, and it's like they they're all like oh, somebody want to tell me what's happened. It's like I didn't see anything. Did you see anything? It's like no, I didn't see. Anything. So...
1: No, it's cla- you know, it's just like it's, it's been done in like I don't know how many westerns though. That that end scene where the, your your head bad guy gets to come up and it's by people that know him. This is just like one of those, it's very comical and very, yeah. you know, because there would, there would be a murder investigation happening for, and great squibs, by the way, there's some great 80s squibs right here where Wesley's getting it with the big old guns, you know? yeah, You can tell just like like pieces of meat are going to fly off his body <laughs> by these <laughs> big guns. Oh, oh my gosh. Dear. And then you get
0: the ending now where Dalton, he, after all this carnage, he's, uh, He's in the lake. Yeah, he's in with um, with the doctor. And you now he's ever he's, he's
1: having a nice nude swim in the lake with his Nice nude evacuating.
0: swim in the lake with a little bit of uh, uh, Jeff Ely now, isn't it? On the old end credits. So um That is that is roadhouse people man, do you know what I mean? It is just I think it is kinda like the the eighties having one last go, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Before the nineties turns up.
1: Yep, That's what and, it feels uh, like. I I gotta got agree there you know with that I can agree with that statement we also left a lot of stuff out and it, it, and not even stuff to be de- you know it's definitely stuff to be desired like um like Wade Garrett's introduction because um when he's when Dalton's given his speech is world famous you know you get three three rules in, in the bar speech he tells one of the guys you know once you take out the the, the 300 pound guy's leg you know, I, I forget the rest of the line so I paraphrase. But when it happens when Brad Garrett when uh, Brad Garrett that's that guy I, I remember when Wade Wade Garrett shows up uh, I keep getting mixed up so I shouldn't do that. When Wade Garrett shows up he busts that guy's leg like fluidly and he's like yeah th- that just happened that guy will never dance again. <laughs> you know? yeah. As uh, that Robert Rodriguez line in Desperado goes that guy will, he'll never dance again. That's all I thought about was that 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 poor Mexican fighter in the in the pit scene and that guy doing that flying kick to the guys right to the guy's knee and you just see the bones snap and uh yeah I mean it's uh, funny
0: you say Rodriguez I think Rodriguez probably got a little bit of something out of this film as much as this film got bits of something out of other oh movies. I know he's
1: a, I know he's a, I know he's a fan he's definitely a fan I mean I'm sure this is the first time you saw those guys uh, Artito and Tar- Tarantula. And decide to have them in his movies and become friends and yeah,
0: um, yeah. Because when I think about it now, it's almost like you know a little bit of a, a segue onto From Dusk Till Dawn, but you can see how it's like Roadhouse meets Soul and Precinct Thirteen meets uh, a vampire movie. Let's put all that into the mix, and that's what you have got at the end of it, isn't it? With a gangster robbery type movie, which is again old, it, and ultra violence as well that's chucked in there with yep. Tarantino. So um.
1: there's a, there's there's a lot of stuff chucked in this movie, and I appreciate all of it. And I, I have to mention, I, I watched it with the commentary on, on the the beautiful Shout Factory Blu-ray. If you don't have that version of the Blu-ray, that's the only place you can get the Dean Cundey um, uh, approved cut of the film, the, the the print of the film because it looks gorgeous. It's a very cloudy film if you watch it otherwise. Like somebody puts some Vaseline on the lens or something, but ah. that, that, that 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 shout select version of Roadhouse is um is beautiful. I didn't and, um,
0: know d I, I didn't know Dean Cundy was involved in this film.
1: I met Dean Cundy once at a show and I talked about and I should have talked about John Carpenter films with him, but we did not talk about John Carpenter films. Because when you when you look at his filmography I mean, it's your childhood exploding in your face too because you've done so many films that you love like this one and Back to the Future and Hook and so many other films that I watched as a child and important films. I mean, this this was important for me in my formative years because this and Conan were probably the first place I ever saw boob in a film unexpectedly. (laughs) Hey, look. Hey, it's always that that spot where your mom walks in where you see that part where that girl's dancing and, you know, she's taking off her top and stuff and But, um, this says something for the men and something for the ladies, because you get to see not only Kelly Lynch, uh, but you get to see some Patrick Swayze butt, too, a couple times in this movie. So, so look for that, ladies. If you haven't seen Roadhouse, you want to see some Patrick Swayze butt. (laughs) Yeah, he might,
0: he he did might be.
1: Great, great great (laughs) action, though. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, it did make me think, maybe I should try wearing my jeans without putting my underpants on. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's
1: like... Oh, as hot as it was in, in Missouri, obviously at the time of year they were shooting this, your, your your balls just hanging loose and that denim is a bad move. I'll say that. <laughs> it's, it's just shaping like a motherfucker. <laughs> maybe that's what they could have called this film.
0: Your ball's hanging loose in some denim. <laughs>
1: That's a bad move. <laughs> oh,
0: you get some serious chafing around there, wouldn't you? Oh, God. <laughs> maybe not. You need
1: the gold bond, Pop?
0: Uh, maybe not. I'll, let, I'll just leave that for the movies, man.
1: <laughs> Jesus. So, if you're looking for Roadhouse, you uh, put your big boy pants one leg at a time with no underwear on, but you better powder them balls before you do so, because let me tell you, it's gonna be a bad time otherwise.
0: <laughs> so there, there you go, guys. Or so that's where we've come to with with this film. Do not wear jeans without underpants. Oh my gosh! Well, that's great, Gary. Is there anything more you want to talk about with this movie? Is there anything? No, you it's
1: just a favorite. It's just a favorite. And you know I, I think people should see it. I'm not saying show it to your children your, your, your young impressionable 11 year old child because there's some, some questionable stuff in here. there's some sex scenes in here that that you don't need them to watch I mean there's there's a part where oh, the yeah, one guy we say fired, that yeah, that's it. <laughs> the one guy gets fired because of course he's a bad dude and he's banging underage girls you know, behind the behind the behind closed doors you're gonna be my Saturday night thing he says which is the wrong thing to say to a woman but yeah apparently she was into it but um so yeah. the sex was consensual but she may have been high too because that drugs are a thing in this movie too and, and
0: then when uh, Dalton catches him he just goes oh well, I thought I'd be okay because I'm just on my break you know, so thought, Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's getting it in though man he's getting it this is a it guy is. who's a, a very selfish lover because as long as he comes he's okay but you know she she's fucking <laughs> fuck <laughs> He's he's quick he's he's quick, he's quick fast and in a hurry in this movie. Yes, <laughs> um, I make jokes. No, but this is a great action movie. He's got great action set pieces to it. It when it, when it when it amps up, it amps up. I mean, you don't expect what happens next. You get a real uh, Batgirl and, and Robin situation. He has to make a choice in the movie <clears throat> whether to save the good doctor or whether to save what uh, Wade Garrett. And he wasn't gonna hurt the doctor obviously, but he kills his friend and then that's when he goes berserk and this happens in just about every movie like this from here on in but this this is one of the templates of that of the your, your, your good guy who had a good moral code who, who goes goes to extremes you know when bad things happen and that's one of the worst things that could ever happen when your your, your mentor is brutally murdered by bad people you gotta go you gotta go uh you gotta go defend his honor or whatnot
0: yeah Which is, like you say, which brings it a little bit different to the table than other action movies, which are just all out, which is fine. But this one's got a little bit something different to it. Um, Also, as you mentioned, Dean Cundy's cinematography is really good. That's very evident in this film. Uh, Good soundtrack. Um, It had a little bit of a budget to it as well, with, like, say, $15 million. So it wasn't done on the cheap. And as I said at the beginning of the show, it it did okay. So... um, all rounds if you haven't seen yeah. this film go check it out if you're into the 80s you get your five bucks worth and like I say you get a monster truck in this um, yeah. you get some explosions and all that sort of stuff so yeah it's good
1: if you're feeling extra adventurous okay and I'm I'm, low, I'm low listening to the true cinephiles out there when I say this there is a Roadhouse 2 out there oh, if yeah. you guys are not aware of this <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it stars Jonathan sketch who some of you guys may know as uh, the lead singer from The Wonders in that thing you do, and he was in that terrible prom night remake. But he plays the son of Dalton in the movie, who is fighting a meth dealer slash kung fu expert, uh, um, played by Jake Jake Busey in the movie. It's his bad guy in that movie. Wow, N- not Gary, not Gary Busey, but Ace from Starship Troopers shows up in this movie. He is like a meth dealer slash Kung Fu expert who, the son of Dalton, must defeat, of course. And it's worth your time if you want to watch something really, really genuinely stupid. But so, I, I watched this, genu- this genuinely stupid movie five about six times by now, because it's one of those training wrecks that you can't look away from.
0: So it's the son of uh, Dalton versus the son of Gary Boosie.
1: Oh, it's the son of the sons, man. The son it's of the, the battle, sons, man, you know?
0: yeah. I, I was going to say, if you've seen that, man, I did write that down on my notes, actually, so... It looks bad. It looks really bad.
1: <laughs> because you you you're truly adventure a sniffles. So I want to watch it though. You know,
0: it's in the uh, petrol station DVD bin for about a dollar or something, or maybe less than that. Oh, I'm sh-
1: I'm sh- I'm sure it is. <laughs> Clearance rack, waiting for you to go open that up and smell the inside of it, just to smell the skank off that Roadhouse Two DVD, and then. You put it in and you say, fucking Gary, maybe we we'll watch this shit. And, you know, <laughs> this Gary, isn't you're... RJ's fault. This isn't RJ's fault at all. This is all Gary's fault. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Gary, go fuck off. <laughs>
1: you made me watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, just open it up. When you open the case, I hear it smells like, you know, like dollar beer and possibly some, some gas station cologne. I hear it smells like that. I wouldn't
0: know, and that's where you get your your, your buck your buck dollar for on it. Just the smell of that case, man, not the movie. Oh dear! Oh man, we're just uh, tearing that apart, aren't we? So, oh,
1: just just rub it rub it all over yourself, make you feel like a man, okay? Yeah. Well, there you go, guys. We
0: have started this off, and at the end of this show, we've got to the bottom of a well DVD crate that's unwanted in a petrol station. <laughs> that's where we've ended up.
2: <laughs>
0: oh dear, so Gary. Um, once again, thanks for coming onto the show for this one, man. Um, before we close the show, do you want to tell us what you're up to with your other shows that you're with, uh, Cinema Beef and all that? What's going on there?
1: Yeah, c- Cinema Beef is a thing that's happening that will be released today. Um, at some point in time, I've been very behind on editing, and I, I feel ashamed, but very tired at the same time. So I don't feel too bad about it. Um, that's done with uh, myself, Iris, Suzanne, and uh, the next one that you'll hear, uh, Jeffrey X Barton will be on there as as a permanent thing on the show on the show. And um, I'm excited to have him back on the show. Um, two drink minimum commentaries, myself, Cameron Scott, and whoever else wants to come on. Um, that's a commentary show last we put part of those was extra by the time this comes out and all no, this will come out today probably because RJ is a is a podcasting journeyman we will put this out in like an hour you know <laughs> yeah, it <will> be, yeah. <laughs> if you, we, RJ be working people but yeah the next one be a film you probably might enjoy because it's, it's 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 this kind of stupid called firepower which the PM entertainment joint uh, starring one Gary Daniels uh, the Australian Wonderkind. Martial arts expert with a with a ponytail, who's uh, partnered up with Chad McQueen, who plays Dutch in the Karate Kid, but yeah. he did a lot of action pieces in the '90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and one, uh, the bad guy is is Jim Helwig, who most of you guys may know from the from the '80s wrestling as the Ultimate Warrior. He plays a character called the Swordsman, and it's kind of magical. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, that's 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 coming out. And that's wild. I'll, I'll include the YouTube link to watch along with us, so you guys can have just as much fun as we did watching the movie.
0: Did you just um, say um Xtrove as well? Did he just say yeah? Extro's
1: out. Extra's definitely out. You guys can go check out Extro and that that's a that's a very fun movie. Did you do that with Ricky Morgan? Ricky Morgan was on there. Yeah. Why am I not that's, surprised? Jesus, it's very, it's 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 very fun and very bizarre. And, and very dumb at the same time so it's if you haven't indulged indulged in extra British it, British
0: video nasty if I'm correct yes, isn't it with some really I think so I, I don't want to say bad special effects cheap special effects but it seemed to work and it's got a real sort of uncomfortable feel to it I think if I remember rightly I feel
1: it is <laughs> it is a bizarre movie that goes some places so if you haven't indulged in extra I, I can recommend watching extra at least once or six times.
0: <laughs> Which, if I remember right, has got a sequel that's got nothing to do Well, it, 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 the, the two don't tie together, if I'm correct. I, I might be thinking of another film, but I think Extra T was, no. wasn't yeah,
1: You're probably You're probably not that far off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't, I haven't yeah. seen them. It's like the Watchers. The Watchers movies. The Watchers oh, sequels yeah. have very little to do. Very little to do with the first one.
0: Yeah, that's it. Uh, Corey Haim in the first one, and then the guy from V in the second one, if I remember rightly. Um,
1: I think Wings Hauser is in the third one, and it's a Predator ripoff, but it's oh, kind of good. Oh yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> I don't think. I don't think the second one. I don't think the first one made much money. They got a sequel. And the third one just came along, and I don't think it was the sequel that anybody was asking for. But you got it, so <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know how that happened, but it did. It's a
1: lot of sequels like that. I mean, it all, it all, it all goes down to they did, they did well on home video, so I guess they made enough money to go get make a low budget Watcher sequel. All <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Oh. Well. But yeah. Yeah. The big, big ambitious projects. Um, I'm I'm, I'm ambitious about all my projects, but the new ones. Last Call of Torchies, myself, Cameron, Scott, and Lee Russell are going uh, through Walter Hill's entire catalog. Walter Hill, if you don't know, he's a writer, director, producer of many things, and he had an amazing run, and he's still doing stuff today, but the, is there, right, right out of the gate with hard times and on, on to The Driver and on to The Warriors and on to Southern Comfort, on to Extreme Prejudice is a film that everybody should watch because mm. that's an 80s film that has everybody in it.
0: And um, Crossroads yeah, as well, wasn't cross, it? I watched right. Crossroads cross, the
1: other cross, Yeah, Crossroads as well. It's a favorite of Court Sciops right there. You know, Lightning Boy. <laughs> <laughs> and um Yeah. If you've seen if you've seen the art, you can see the Lightning uh for the show, you can see the Lightning Boy's guitar on the wall. I, I had to do that for Court because Court loves uh he loves him a bit of Lightning Boy and uh, <laughs> <laughs> So you're welcome, sir. <laughs> um that canary Guitar, that's Fender Guitar. Um, yeah, that and uh, the show that should have been out last week, um, which was blood, blood to the Core. Blood 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 from the Core. Not Blood to the Core. Blood from the Core, which is a show I do with Derek Bourgeois, which is, if you haven't on, on Legion Podcast Patreon yet, this is a Legion Patreon exclusive, <clears throat> where we did the Sentinel first, and then when we go past the Sentinel, and we include the Sentinel, we're going to do all horror and thriller films, um based around New York City. So the Sentinel was the very first one. We had a good time talking about that. So that is all my stuff. That that is all uh, I just filled the dump truck, if you will. <laughs> with my shows.
0: <laughs> or like Bolt Dalton from Roadhouse with his balls.
1: <laughs> yes indeed. Those balls those balls are very full apparently. Yeah exactly, not, yeah, yeah not, there you and, go. And not powdered. You're just rubbing against that ah. denim inside there yeah <laughs> I'll uh, ask our Canadian listeners: do, do do they wear underwear with their denim? Because you know it's very famous that Canadians wear denim a lot of it. So, it's just, uh...
0: <laughs> oh dear. Well, there you go, guys. We got to a bit of denim, uh, dump trucks, and all that sort of thing. So, thank you, Gary. Um, you mentioned this earlier, and I haven't mentioned it. I should have mentioned it on my sh- on the show. It is Dan Bone, uh, fellow podcast host on here from Podcast on Haunted Hill? Congratulations to him. And his wife, Alice, and they've just had twins, a boy and a girl, Jack and Edith. Um, oh, I imagine he's very, very busy with that. So, um, oh, no doubt, because he's a regular um, host that comes onto the show, but he, he will come on sort of later on down the line once he gets settled. But congratulations, Dan, uh, if you're listening. So, yes, that's uh, uh, good news.
1: Bl- yeah, bless you, sir. I'm uh, glad everybody's healthy for sure.
0: And um, for a little bit of admin. For By size Cinema, you can find this show on Legion Podcast. Um, You can also find it on Spotify, uh, iTunes and YouTube. And also got a Facebook page, which is where I'm most active. So put anything on there, any film recommendations or any comments or anything like that, anything you like. Um, I've also got another show called the Mystery Vault Podcast, where I talk about mysteries and the unexplained. Um, I should have had a show out this week but there is a mystery that's led me right down the, the rabbit hole which is the Dylotov uh, Pass incident which I've <laughs> got to do loads of research on before I do that show so that should be coming out soon and for Bite Size Cinema I've got um, Mark Lockhart is going to be joining me uh, for Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels uh, which is a nice. corporate movie so yeah, need to talk about that Um so, yeah, so there you go, guys. Um, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, thanks again to Gary Hill for coming on to the show. Keep it bite-sized, keep it safe, and I'll see you soon.